spooky day here, right? Two girls, one ghost. And we are your ghostesses, that's Corinne, and I'm hey. Sabrina. This is an encounters episode, so if you don't, if you're just tuning in, if you're like, I want to get spooky, and I typed in ghosts into my podcast app, and this one came up, encounters episodes are the episodes where we read back the really haunting tales and encounters and experiences Mm -hmm. and feelings that our listeners experience that kind of operate outside of the norm and can be considered paranormal the paranormal we would like to take a moment to say thank you to all of our amazing phantoms and supporters who have uh donated to us on patreon so thank you thank you this week we're saying thank you to our overactive sagers Jess, Celine, James, Aaron, Zyra, Jeremy, Anne, Claire, Hey Hey, Heather, Wizay, Armando, Samantha, Jerry, Sally, Annie, Aaron, Mark, Tara, Jaylisa, Dana, and Danielle. And thank you to our ill-gotten booty papas. We have Jared, Christine, Anthony, Ignacio, Chrissy, Aaron, Laura, Bill, Haunted Friends, the podcast, Latinx Supernatural podcast, Brianna, Sarah, Kim, Rhiannon, Caitlin, Bridget, Mary, Jessica, Marina, Jenna, Hannah, Adriana, Liz, and Shelby. Thank you. And also, we know Patreon can be a hard commitment to make. That's why we you can also donate a one-time donation to us on our big cartel. And I wanted to take a quick second to also say thank you to those people who have done that because we also appreciate you. So thank you, Candy, Paul, Kylie, Lindsay, Sarah, Michael, Kaylee, and Faith. And also real quick, Paul wanted to give a shout out to his girlfriend because they're from South Africa. And her name Whoa. is Jessica. And she's from Durban, South Africa, but apparently is one of our biggest fans and so paul in his donation asked that we said uh, gave her a shout out oh my gosh thanks yeah thank you so much thank you all for donating and for supporting our podcast we appreciate you why don't why don't i kick us off with Do something it. um that we both love okay this uh, is called alien encounter or perhaps i'm just losing sleep and my mind LOL. oh my god this is from lk Hello again, spooky ladies. I wrote recently, previous email attached below, but was listening to an older podcast where aliens were being discussed, and I wanted to share this very true and unsettling tale. I love, love, love your show and all the knowledge, information, and creepy encounters you share. As I did mention in my previous email, I have experienced many strange things throughout my 45 years, and in fact, as a child, it was almost as if people could sense how strange and different I was, and they labeled me with this not-so-nice nickname in the second grade lol Hmm. during april and may of 2018 i became very ill and had a variety of strange symptoms including hives and marks that resembled pox on my body i had chicken pox as a kid and over the last year despite multiple biopsies and tests for serious diseases like cancer my doctors are still scratching their heads and cannot provide me with definitive answers During last year's illness, if you can call it that, I suddenly had a one-inch equal-sided triangle bruise on my inner right thigh. Oh my god. It hurt and itched, and it lasted for a few weeks, which had only ever happened to me when I had very deep tissue bruising. Not long after noticing that bruise, I found one smaller-sized triangle bruise on my inner left thigh, and they seemed to line up. Oh. 
It made me think of stirrups at the gynecologist and made me feel so sick and uncomfortable to even think about. It still does. At this point, the hypochondriacal wheels in my brain started turning, and I began to think maybe I had some strange form of cancer or or some other horrible disease. Thus, I turned to a trusted friend for advice, aka Google, (laughs) certain I would only worry myself more. Yep. The fear I felt rising pit of my stomach took a turn for the worse when I realized that every search result on Google had to do with alien abductions. That was the last thing I had expected to find. I literally felt ill and struggled to remain calm. My even-killed husband tried to laugh it off, but grew very serious and quiet with thought while examining the largest bruise. He was also at a loss for any explanation. The scariest part of the story is that I awoke one night maybe a few months before the bruising and rashes began, and I was sort of in a dazed confusion, feeling like I was dreaming, but sure, I was also awake. As my heart pounded loud enough to wake the dead, I was absolutely convinced that someone or perhaps something was in the room with me and my husband. I would have bet my life on it, yet both dogs were sound asleep, our bedroom door was shut and locked, and nothing stirred in the room but me. It was eerily quiet, which only added to the intensity of the creepiness. I could not shake the feeling that we were not alone. I kept seeing a blurry, grayish figure standing just inside the open closet adjacent to my side of the bed. Mm. It was like seeing an image through static. (gasps) I have tried to compartmentalize my thoughts, to lock this one away, but I am still very freaked out. My sister and I have both seen shadows at the end of our bed since we were children. We have shared the same dreams, and I have experienced lost time many times in my life. My family even stayed at a very rural lake house in the middle of nowhere, Alabama, a few years ago and woke up around 2 a.m. to glowing blue lights outside shining in. Time stood still. We thought maybe it was a cluster of phosphorescent insects or amphibious creatures. Mm -mm. However, to this day, everyone that was present refuses to talk about it and it haunts us still. My poor little sister, Noe, refuses to watch or read anything about aliens ever again and I can't blame her. I took a picture of the largest bruise, but stupidly, right now, I apologize for the quality, but have attached a screenshot of the photo in edit mode as the lighting options and smaller smaller thumbnails give a better view of the triangle shape. It has not been edited aside from cropping and dimming light options to tone down my pasty white skin. (laughs) I am so pale that the glare of light off my skin can be seen from space. (laughs) Ha ha. Oh my gosh. The other creepy thing that happened is that we almost constantly had owls outside of our windows during this time at night. There was nowhere for an owl to sit or hide, yet it would be eerily wooing outside my window, giving me chills. It was unsettling. Even stranger still, not long ago, I spoke to my mom over the telephone trying to tell her what happened and that I thought someone was in my room. There was a bigger story I cannot remember now. It was like someone wiped it from my brain. Maybe I don't want to remember. Anyway, I kept trying to explain this to my mom over the phone. Whenever I tried to tell her, my phone would start shrieking and screaming through the phone. A scary high-pitched noise that prevented me from sharing my experience with my mom. I thought she was messing with me, but she was terrified. Oh my gosh. I was finally able to explain most of it to her later. Even attempting to email this to you, my phone... My phone suddenly began acting up, and it has taken me seven tries to draft this message, hence the strange spacing and the alignment, which it is, yeah, it is oddly, it's, yeah, there's spaces and lines and indents and 
it moves around interestingly. Yeah. Um, I moved this year about six months ago into an apartment. Another weird and crazy long story I won't waste your time with. I have been hearing some owls again over the last month, but no more triangle bruises at least. I'm not sure what happened and still don't know what to think or believe. And as silly as it sounds, I almost forgot. That is, until I listen to your podcast or watch the movie The Fourth Kind. (laughs) Jeez. I never want to hear or see an owl again. In the meantime, I'll be sleeping with one eye open or maybe not at all. Keep up the amazing work and podcast you both rock. See you on the other side. Yours truly, LK. I have, I'm of two minds because I so badly like want you to put cameras up to watch and make sure nothing bad's happening to you, but you don't want to know. You probably wouldn't be able to capture anything either. I mean, she could hardly even say what was happening to her just over the phone to her own mother. So I'm sure in terms of they would be photographic proof, yeah, it would be manipulated (sighs) and you wouldn't be able to see anything. See, that scares me because then it's like they're so highly intelligent if it is an alien thing. It really is super scary. It's so scary. Oh my gosh, this scares the crap out of me. It totally is reminding me of the fourth kind and just any sort of alien abduction. And to, okay, going back to when she woke up and everything was completely quiet, no one was stirring, but she woke up feeling like something was there and then saw, saw some sort of grayish creature in her closet it's interesting that she said that it seemed like she was seeing it through static yeah that's really interesting like like was there some sort of shield or like manipulation of the mind or something that is supposed to keep them invisible or keep you unaware of what's going on around you but for that one moment something happened where there was a glitch or she broke through or something there was just something where she was able to see just for a few moments what was truly around her. Oh, it's all terrifying. And just like waking up with bruises and like not knowing what's happening and going to the doctors and being concerned about your health. All of that's so terrifying. And all of the doctors scratching their heads and saying, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Oof. Oh, my God. What tests are they doing? And are you marked for life if that happens? She's hearing owls again. I know. I hope not. And why are owls why are owls the sign of nearby extraterrestrials? Well, are they warning? I don't know. Are they aliens? Or are they aliens? <sighs> okay, I have a story that's not going to bring us up very much. But okay. it's called uh it's called Incubus Stalker and this is from Kirsten. Hi, girl. Hi, girls, ghouls, and sweet Leia. I've been a fan of the show for almost a year now. I've written once, but I figured it was time to finally sit down and write to you about my lifelong struggle. Here goes. I've had realistic nightmares since I was at least three years old. Most of them I can remember, but of course, the older I get, it's harder to recall. From monsters and black shadows chasing me to forcing me to hurt or kill my loved ones, you name it. I was a very sheltered child, so there was no way these thoughts or things were introduced by my family accidentally. Flash forward to being 13 years old, I still had nightmares at least several times a week, but I'd become fairly used to waking up in a cold sweat and calming myself down. My parents had sent me had sent me to a therapist, but no answers came out of that. They were not the most understanding about things I couldn't see or comprehend, so I began to pull away and keep my dreams and demons to myself. It was that summer, when I was 13, that my incubus first appeared. I was away visiting my mom, and I had just discovered witchcraft. Being raised in a strict in a strict, controlling Catholic environment, I felt like I had finally found my calling. My mom had brought, had bought me my first tarot cards, 
set up Theban script and other tools in my room to help me get started. Even bought me my first book of shadows. Third generation witch, by the way. I had messed with a Ouija board all that summer with a close friend. I know, I know I was young and dumb. Shortly after, I started having a dream where a tall, blonde man started appearing in the background. He would just be sitting there drinking coffee or watching me from around a corner. He was beautiful, had strong muscular arms, a wide, inviting smile, but his eyes. His eyes were black, where they should be white, and he had cat-eye pupils the color of fresh blood. Dude, I wish I was making this up. He scared the shit out of me, but I was always drawn to him. I'd always wake up right before I reached him. These dreams would continue for a month until finally I had the dream. I remember it as if it were yesterday. I was in the woods, the sun was shining, and my hair was down, and I could feel a, and I could feel it tickle my bare back. I had some sort of white dress on and I was following a dirt path. I remember him walking out from behind a tree and holding out a hand as if offering it to as if offering me something. Curious, I put my hand in his, and as soon as I touched his hand, I couldn't see the woods anymore. I was in a battlefield where men and women were dying all around. Buildings were burning and children could be heard crying. Everything was red from a blaze in blood. I turned around and amidst the chaos was the golden-haired man with a bow and arrow. Something whizzed by my face and I turned just in time to see the arrow go straight through an innocent man's chest and pin him to a tree where I assume he died. What? Just as suddenly as the images appeared, they were gone. The wood, the blood, everything was gone, and I was on a hill with the man. He was no longer holding a bow, and my hand was inches from his now. He stared down at me, smiling impishly. I was cold inside. I don't think I'll ever forget that feeling of ice in my soul. The dream continues where he tells me, without actually speaking, that if I want to know to him, to go to the library and read. I went, and there was an old woman who pointed me to a section, but she warned me, as the same golden-haired man, not to learn everything. Weird, I know. So I read the books about him being a demon who takes souls as he pleases and uses them for his pleasure. At the end of the book was a name. It started with a K, same as mine, though I'll leave it out for your safety. I said the name aloud and the library began to shake. The old woman started beating and kicking me, screaming that I ruined everything. We'll call him K now. K stormed in, grabbed my arm, and pulled me up off the floor. Again, when he touched me, we were in a new place, this time on a roof of a building, just on the ledge. My dress was blowing in the wind, and he was shaking me and screaming in my face. His beauty no longer alluring. It filled me with dread. It was then that he turned me around and used my body. When I woke up, I couldn't breathe. I sat up and gasped and cried for several minutes. I have since been sexually assaulted by an ex-boyfriend, but I don't think anything will ever feel more like death than that dream. Since having this particular dream, Kay still shows up in my dreams, good and bad, never at the forefront again, always in the back, looking around a corner at me or watching me in a crowd. Wherever he is, he is always smiling, looking longingly with his sick, demonic eyes. I've since learned about lucid dreaming, and I've done lots of research, and I know he's real, and I know he's still around, and when things are wrong in my life, or if I'm alone and depressed, I can feel those eyes on the back of my neck. I know I must sound crazy. I feel crazy just rereading this. As I mentioned, I'm a practicing eclectic witch, so I found ways to protect myself, and I've attempted banishing him with candle magic, but as annoying as he is, I think he may be here to stay. What are your thoughts? Kirsten. It's interesting how he appeared in the beginning. Like, it was based on his facial features. It was known that he was, you know, a bad entity, but... I don't know. It's just interesting that he's, I mean, I guess it makes sense to like ramp up as you, the energy and the fear 
of the person that you're targeting you become more powerful and can manipulate and follow and torment this person to a greater extent than you had originally done he was also like just getting closer to her that's why he started from afar and he had this like allure to him that she said she even couldn't deny regardless of his like black eyes and yeah that really concerns me but that's that's what evil entities do like they like lure you in with this like weird charm even though you know that they're bad right but it's just so interesting because i feel like oftentimes we we think of these entities who disguise themselves as you know a family member like a doppelganger or a child or use other tactics to get close but to just appear and appear in a form that still looks scary and still looks like you should run and yet she still felt drawn that's what disturbs me is yeah. everything that you're seeing your body is saying no but something else is overriding your yeah fight and flight and then like she tried to like run and he just took advantage of her which is just so horrible and because <sighs> like they always say that if you know a demon's name and you say it out loud that takes away their power but clearly this entity is so strong that even that didn't like diminish his power yeah hope that he crawls back into his hole yeah never comes out again i'm glad that she's been able to find ways to protect herself i know yeah that's the thing that i think is maybe one of the biggest challenges when dealing with something like this it's it's like what's the right i mean every entity and every spirit's different so what's the right mixture what's the right potion what's the right sequence of events that you can do to protect yourself in this one particular instance from this one particular i don't know being yeah okay is it your turn my turn is it my turn i think it's your turn okay This is from our listener, Carson. It is called Harry Manfeet. (laughs) Hi, ladies. Just wanted to say that I love the podcast. It's so funny and creepy and amazing. It keeps me mostly sane at my boring desk job, LOL. Anyway, my story is from when I was about five years old. One night, I woke up to go to the bathroom, but when I got there, the door was locked and the light was on like someone was using it. I knocked on the door, but no one would answer back. So I went into my parents' room to see if it was one of them, but I just found my dad asleep in bed. I tried to wake him up and tell him someone was in our bathroom, but he wouldn't wake up. (laughs) So I went and I found my mom asleep on the couch in the living room. I tried to wake her up too, but she wouldn't wake up. I went back to the hallway where the bathroom was and I knocked on the door again and still no one answered. So I got on the floor and I looked under the door and I saw hairy man feet. Oh my gosh. I didn't know who was in there because the only people in the house should have been my parents and my younger sister. So for some reason, my five-year-old mind thought it might be my grandpa. So I just ignored (laughs) it and I went back to bed. The next morning, I asked my dad and come to find out my grandpa was not there at all. I didn't think much of it when I was younger, but... Now I think about it a lot, and I ask my dad all the time about it, and he just laughs at me and tells me that no one was there, (laughs) but it still gives me the chills every time I think about it. Thank you for the podcast. You guys are doing an amazing job. Keep up the good work, ladies. P.S. I have a Siamese cat named Loki. Every time I hear Leia meow or see her on Instagram, I think of my little Loki. She's so cute. See you on the other side. Carson. I don't know what it is. Like hairy know? man feet, the scariest of all. I have um, I had like those old slippers that were like just like bare feet, and they were just like really fuzzy. It's like, did someone in his family have fuzzy man feet slippers? I know. It's just that everyone was accounted for. That's what's creepy. I know. 
And I assume, so the way I picture it from Carson's writing is, or just like from my own imagination sparked from Carson's writing is that there's a like two inch gap underneath Mm -hmm. the bathroom door and you look and the feet are facing you. So it's like the person is looking like you're basically facing each other, but just blocked by the one door. I picture the feet being like, Kind of like widespread toes with like long pointy toenails. toenails. Yeah, that are like brown. And like too hairy to be maybe just a regular man's foot, but just maybe an exaggerated man's foot. It was a ghost. Or a werewolf in his bathroom. (laughs) I don't know. Or maybe his sister. He didn't account. Carson didn't account for the sister. So maybe, maybe she had really. Maybe she has hairy man's feet. Oh, but still creepy. And to be. Also, so brave as a five-year-old to just roam around your house. I was far too scared at all. Even now, I wouldn't just roam around my house looking for anyone in the middle of the night. No. I'd be like, okay, no, stay just going to go room. to bed. Too scary. Don't yes. explore in the dark. No. Okay. I have one more story to end us with. Okay. This is from Brittany, and it's called Trust Your Pets and Your Dad. Hi, Ghostesses. I found your podcast a few weeks ago and have been obsessed. I wanted to share a couple of things that have happened since my dad passed away two years ago after a very short battle with cancer. My dad was fairly young and was always in great health, so this came as a shock to everyone. With my sister and me out of the house, my mom was left living all alone, and after going to see a medium, her show was at Zany's in Nashville where your live show was. My mom had a session and the medium told her that my dad was still there in the house with her and that she never had to feel alone and that even he checks the doors when she goes to bed at night to make sure they're all locked. She also said that my dad's cat, him and Frank were inseparable, could still see him around the house and knew he was there. My mom was scared something was wrong with him just because ever since my dad passed, he would just sit and stare into corners. This is the cat. It turns out he could just see his, still, his best friend still. Trust your pets, people. She also specifically mentioned that my dad had a small dog with him on the other side that went everywhere he did and then perfectly described my childhood dog that passed away a few years ago. My dad always took care of all my car needs, changing the oil, checking the tires, brakes, etc. because he knew I was terrible at it. And just recently, I had a dream that I was working and a delivery service walked in with a wrapped present saying it was a delivery for me from my dad. I was confused because I knew that my dad was gone, but took the present and opened it anyway. It was a pen set, which was strange since that would not be something my dad would have ever gotten me. And as I was looking at them in the box, I noticed there was writing on the underside of the pens. I took one out and turned it over and it said in bold writing, check your oil. The next day before I would go anywhere, I made my boyfriend check my oil. And even though it wasn't time to get my oil changed, he was surprised to see that there was absolutely zero oil left in my car. Without my dad sending me this message... There was no way I would have checked this until it was the next time for my oil change, and by then it would have been too late for my little car. There's been so many more things, but these are just a couple that have shown that our people and puppies are still on the other side hanging out watching over us. Thanks, y'all, for my absolute favorite podcast. Stay spooky and see you on the other side, Brittany. Oh my god, I love that. Being such a dad still, looking out for the car oil, checking the doors, making sure everyone's safe. I know. All the small things the everyday things that maybe you don't think of doing are done yeah it's so sweet that's so sweet it's a good one to end with because it's a little bit more positive i know wow oh and to have yeah to to go somewhere and have that be told to you too is really amazing and like maybe have your own suspicions and be like i feel the presence but then to meet a stranger and then 
And they tell you this. Have the confirmation, yeah. And she was concerned, her mom was concerned about the cat. And then to realize, no, it's just because the, the cat's seeing his best friend who passed away. I know. He's oh, still there. So sweet. And as if, I mean, of course, when you go to like a medium or some sort of fortune teller, sometimes you might be questioning the accuracy or reliability of that person. Mm-hmm. But what's the name of the person that you just read? Brittany. But Brittany herself found a note and has like actual physical evidence. Yeah. To prove that, yes, her father is very much involved in his family's lifestyle. I know. I love that. It's so sweet. Love it. So, so sweet. If you have any ghost stories, please email them to us at two girls, one ghost podcast at gmail.com. We, it's the spooky season, so we just want all of them give them to us oh yeah and you can support us by telling everybody about the podcast now is the time to do it we're in october mm-hmm. you can rate and review on itunes which helps uh push our podcast up and keep it on the top 200 on uh the charts within its category and you can also support us by rocking some merchandise. Yeah. Be billboards, walking billboards for the podcast. And then join our pyramid scheme. Let's revert back to that. Who doesn't love a good pyramid scheme? So true. Just tell everyone about it. Get two people to be haunted and then those two people to be haunted. And then everyone write us an email about it. Love it. Let's do it. <laughs> and we will. See you on the other side. Very smooth.